0: Gaming Recon is sponsored by CaptainCon. Come to CaptainCon February 3rd through the 5th, 2023 at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Warwick, Rhode Island. You'll have 3 days of the best social tabletop gaming experiences. Buy your badge and book your hotel room now. Visit www.captaincon.com for more information welcome to war gaming recon i am your host jonathan j reinhardt wargaming recon is very happy to say we have an extra cool and very special guest today i am referring to the one and only mr dave valentine dave is the head honcho over at bloody scotsman games they make devil in the wilderness uh it's expansion devil and sleepy hollow and a variety of other really cool games. But Dave's joining us today because we're going to be talking about a couple events that happened here in New England. We're going to be talking about the New England Tabletop Wargaming Flea Market and ArmorCon 2022. So, Dave,
1: how are you today? Good. How about you? I'm doing okay. It's been a little while since you've been on the show. Yeah, it has. I think it was the Kickstarter, actually, for Devil in the Wilderness. I think so, actually. Yeah, that was, And I think that then was, you
0: talked with Adrian, didn't that you? That
1: was Adrian, yeah. 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 I,
0: I was probably sick that day is my guess. Yeah.
1: I think you weren't feeling so hot. So, so Adrian took the, took the helm there. So I'm really glad I got that chance to, to, to do that with him, you know, given the circumstances afterwards. So
0: no, that's true. It he, so for those who don't know, if you're new listener, Adrian was a longtime co-host of mine who passed away uh, from esophageal cancer. And Adrian as you know, Dave was more of a reserved person. So the whole, like getting him to come on the podcast and like to do it frequently was a little yeah. bit of pulling teeth and then he realized he liked it. But then <laughs> whenever I'd be like, I'm sorry, man, like <laughs> I'm sick or I, whatever. And I can't do it. Will you still do the recording? He'd be like. Why do they want to talk to me? They don't want to talk to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what, what do you think you're doing? Like, why are you doing this to me? Are you sure we can't reschedule? No, we can't reschedule. Uh, I yeah. feel terrible. I'll be there and set it up and run it all, but I can't be talking because I don't have a voice. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You do your thing, <laughs> and like the looks I would get from No, it was great I will though. get you for this is what
1: they would say yeah. to me. Yeah, no, but it was it was a good it was a good good time. I mean, we were on for what hour and a half, I think. Oh, probably. I think it was a longer one. Yeah. People like the long ones, though. Uh, yeah. I
0: get messages from some listeners who are less than pleased if an episode's only half an hour or 45 minutes long. <laughs>
1: that's funny.
0: Yeah. I mean, way back, I used to do like two or three hour episodes.
1: And then I realized how much work went into editing that. That's a marathon, too. I mean, that's a yeah. marathon on your guests and yourself, too. Uh, there are some guests who
0: so like if I have Henry Hyde on usually I know that I need to block out at least two hours for him and I to have a chat and even that is a little quick because there's just so much to talk about yeah. uh and the last time I had him on we I only had an hour because I had a hard out and so I remi- reminded that of uh to him right before we were beginning and he's like okay and so we're going and uh, we were breakneck speed going through this thing and then when we were done you know we finished it and he and I both said that was too fast we can't do that again next time <laughs> we need a more time uh but yeah, yeah thankfully I, I cut back partly because i was doing my own editing and then uh, we got joshua shoebridge down in australia who's amazing and he does all my audio editing for me uh but even with that i don't like to make him take three hours to edit something if i don't really yeah need, so it's just i don't know it doesn't seem very nice and i still would need three hours to record as much as i would love to chat with you like for three hours dave that's three hours out of a 24-hour day, and I have two small children, so...
1: Yeah, I feel you. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you. you get
0: a kid a year old, and that takes... I got... Yeah, I got up. two
1: teenage... Well, one's one's officially an adult now, so, you know, I got... Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, one's 18, and the other one's 15, so, yeah. now it's... Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel you. So, with two kids of your own, how do you
0: find time to go to something like the New England Tabletop Wargaming Flea Market?
1: Well, so my youngest will he's 15 he's really gotten it. i mean he's always gamed with me i mean jonathan you've you've seen it. he's been going for to years yeah. for years for probably 10 close to 10 years now i think so, so yeah. i mean you know he, he used to i mean you find him at hang high every every <laughs> yes, you know every convention mike was there i mean still he you know mike unfortunately couldn't make carnage this last weekend and and he um he was bummed that he you know that, that hang high wasn't going to be there yeah but uh At any rate, I mean, so he, but he's recently gotten into 3D printing. So now, I mean, now that, you know, we've got the gaming business and he's doing the 3D printing stuff. So now he's sort of become a, a mini partner in the business and he's, so he's totally jazzed about it and he's, and he game, you know, so he's still gaming, but he's coming back and doing, running the booth with us. And so, I mean, for the flea market, yeah, he was, it's it's all part of it. You know, it was like, Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to make some money to go spend the money on gaming stuff. It's basically feeding our habit is really what it's doing. I mean, the gaming business, anybody that tells you them, if you're not a multi-million dollar business, anybody that tells you that they're making money in the gaming business is lying.
0: Yeah. They're totally I mean, they're, lying. They're,
1: they're, they're make, You're making enough money to if you're lucky to feed your habit mm-hmm. to buy more toys, you know,
0: really it's true.
1: It's really what it comes down to. It's like, okay, what else can I, you know, what can I use this this little bit? And I mean, for us right now, I mean, it's, ooh, more printers. Ooh, mm-hmm. let's do this. Ooh, let's do that. You know, so I mean, we're we're investing everything sort of back in, but it's still all a fun thing because I love seeing people playing the game, you know, yeah. playing our games. That's really just a cool thing. And I mean, that's, you know, so at the, 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 the flea market, it's a great location because it's right in the center of New England when you think about it. It is, you are yes. right in the, so you get people coming from the, you know, Connecticut and Rhode Island and, you know, it's people come down from New Hampshire and, and Southern Vermont. And I mean, even as far North as Maine, I mean, you get people in the Southern part of Maine that'll still come down to that because it's reasonable amount of time. And it's, so you get all those people that you don't see it, a lot of the other things. So it's a perfect location. Um, and, you know, it's, there's some great deals there because it's people unloading, you know, for the most part, mm-hmm. it's people unloading whatever they The pile—they're unloading stuff from their pile of shame. Let's face it, (laughs) that's what everybody's doing. You know what I mean? That they've all got that pile of shame, and they're like, "Okay, so you know what? What am I never going to get to to paint, or what am I never going to put together? Let me bring it in and turn it into money to buy something that I may or may not paint, or may or may not bring next year to sell back again. You know? Mm -hmm. So, um but it's—it's a fun—it's a fun time, and I mean, I don't think there's any other gaming flea markets in in new england area that i've ever seen or heard of
0: no not that i know of the closest i come to it is uh some conventions on their last day they might do some yeah. version of that but that is it's so small in comparison
1: oh absolutely absolutely
0: I mean, uh this one it was held in uxbridge massachusetts at the polish american club and it was great. So much room in there. Yeah. Uh, you could. There was tons of tables, and the price to get a table was dirt cheap.
1: No, and I think I think they're gonna need bigger space. I mean, I, I think, think so they too. had a waiting list. I mean, they sold out their tables in what less than three hours. I think.
0: I think it so. Was
1: crazy. I mean, so I, you know, so if they've got a waiting list, it almost makes sense if they can buy it, find a bigger space. Mm-hmm. I think that it would handle it because there's nobody else doing it.
0: No, and I know that one of the organizers told me. They had several hundred people come. Oh, yeah. And and it was fewer people than I think they were expecting. And that was because of the weather a little bit, I think. Uh, But they still had tons of people. and I mean, this was my first time going. And it was amazing just to see how many people were there and the variety of stuff. Just like you said, it's people offloading things that they're not going to get to anymore. So you can really find some amazing, not only deals, but like things that you'll never see otherwise.
1: Exactly. And I mean, it's not, you know, from a vendor perspective for anybody, whether you're just going to get a table, the great thing is it's not a weekend commitment. Mm -hmm. It's four hours. Okay. So set up, break down. You're still talking five, six hours. So it's a day. It's like not even a whole day. You know what I mean? You're home by, I think I was home by 5.30. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was after going out to lunch.
0: That's true. Yeah. We had a nice lunch. I think
1: I was home by 5.30. I'm like... You know, so you don't feel like you've just spent your entire weekend doing something where, you know, you come home and that honey do list isn't getting any shorter. So, I mean, I think it's a, uh, you know, we'll be back every year providing, you know, we can actually get a table because if you don't get in on that three hour window, man, it's, yeah, that's it's, you know, it's, uh, you, you might not get a, you might not get a table. So,
0: well, so one of the things that they did this year that I think this was the first time they've done it was uh, Chris Rett, one of the organizers, had reached out to me and asked if I was willing to run uh, like a charity table, to do like a charity raffle uh, sort of thing. And I said, yeah, you know, do that. And um, we picked a charity Uh, this year. We did it for, (coughs) excuse me, for the American Battlefield Trust in memory of Adrian. Uh, and then people can make donations, uh, to it, uh, or buy tickets and then they could have it done in memory of someone. So someone that they've lost or, or just someone. Yeah. And so we had all that, uh, up and we had a big board, as you know, with all the names. And so we'll have that on in, in an episode of the podcast. Nice. And so we'll do that. But then at the end of it, uh, he and I were talking about like how much money was raised how it went. And we both liked it. And we said, you know, we think we're going to make it a tradition. So we'll, nice. we think we'll do it again. Like next year
1: nice so wow. i
0: i believe that'll be the thing that i do uh uh instead that's cool of, although my wife would probably prefer that i actually just get a table and offload a bunch of my stuff <laughs> i mean she's of not course. wrong there's well, so then, much i'm not using
1: but here here's the thing is what you do is you offload stuff you buy new stuff and you come home and say sorry honey i didn't sell anything
0: well no see so i have it even <laughs> better than that you were talking about you know running a gaming business and how you're just feeding your habit so it costs money legitimately costs money for the podcast to do stuff like absolutely uh, have a number for like what it is for all the things but then part of that involves getting things that we're going to talk about whether it's going to review or chat or whatever and some of it companies and places just sent to us and we work on a thing but then some stuff we buy and of course i only talk about stuff that i like because I think life's too short. We don't need a lot of negativity out there in the world. And you yeah. can get that elsewhere. You don't need that for me. So if if something's going to interest me, I don't mind spending the money on it. So I spend the show's money because it's a legitimate show thing. But of course, it has added bonus of being something that that intrigues me. And so that's how a variety of gaming things have been finding yeah. their way into my house. <laughs> so it just it continues to accumulate. And I need to leverage the podcast, I think, to do my own uh gaming there flea market <laughs> be like here's the stuff if you want you can come meet up at whatever
1: and there you go yeah that's that, what that, i think
0: i need a, to do yeah
1: you could you could do like a you know like a, a once a week thing where it's just that would be like a 15 minute segment jonathan's <laughs> <Yeah>. garage <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> So actually, way back uh,
0: when my wife and I, uh, we were planning our wedding and getting all that going, I had mentioned on the podcast at one point that I had all this uh, stuff for, I don't know if you remember, uh, but they did a bunch of collectible miniatures games based off Axis and Allies mm-hmm. way back. So I had a bunch of stuff for the land game, Axis and Allies, and I just wasn't using it anymore. And so I happened to mention that on the podcast and I put a list up on the website. And next thing you know, I get contacted from one of the big like reseller companies and they just wanted to buy it all set and seen. They gave me a price, which was way better than what they should have given. And that paid for our honeymoon. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: stuff like that there can happen. Go. Yeah.
0: There it's interesting, go. but the fleet market was amazing. Yeah, uh,
1: no, we always, I mean, this was, this was our second year doing it. And, you know, last year was phenomenal. I mean, last year we sold, well, we sold, we sold out of games last. I, I mean, I sold every copy of devil in the wilderness that I brought. Mm -hmm. so that was uh, that's always nice when you know you you sell a lot of games so that's that's always a good thing so that was that was good for us um and this year we sold more of the accessories and the stuff because it was the same a lot of the same people that came back Mm -hmm. you know that already had the game so that's cool, but I mean that that says that they're that they're actually playing it. That they're not they didn't just buy it and stick it in the closet somewhere. You know. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of nice if yeah, they're if they buying want all the more. Yeah, if they're buying more and they're buying the expansion packs and things like that. So I mean, yeah, no, we had a we always have a good time and it's good people there. You know, and Chris is a good guy and a oh, wonderful and love him. You know, so it was and is it is Jake is the other guy I think. Yes, was
0: um, wonderful. I, I was so happy to meet him.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was a it was a it's a good con. So, I mean, a good uh, game, uh, flea market. No, I want to call it a con. It feels like, I'm, well, it, that could easily turn into a mini con. It really, it, really could. Could. It, it, could. it has a
0: con vibe to it, I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could. Well, I mean, they, I, they've talked about wanting to do, you know, like run games and stuff. But it's hard when you've only got a four hour window because people are coming yeah. to buy mm-hmm. and they don't want to they don't want to spend, you know, OK, they're there. The, the, the thing's only open for four hours. What are you going to do? Spend three hours in a game
0: yeah and then right. you
1: know it's just so it, it almost needs to be like an entire day if you're going to do that and, mm-hmm. and now you're starting to turn it into a mini con
0: you are kind of you know um, for me this was like the first big kind of gaming thing i i went to because of pandemic i mean the yeah. last one i went to was total con in 2019 and so there wasn't really anything and so this was my chance to see people i haven't seen in a while yeah and it just it's kind of felt I don't know, it felt like returning home, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you move away and then you come back. It just kind of seeing uh people like uh seeing Gordon and Denise from at the hobby and then yep. just so, like so many other people and um tell me if this is ever weird for you. If let's say you go to an event and you're not at your booth and you're talking to people and then you find out that they know who you are because of your game. Do you ever find that out? like you don't realize they know who you are but like they know who you are?
1: Um I haven't really experienced that to that level um you know i think you've been a- around that level of of notoriety a lot longer than i have i mean <laughs> the, we started we started this gaming company in the pan you know in the beginning of the pandemic literally it was it was july of 2019 when we officially got our llc and yeah. then we were you know we were still we had nothing at that point i mean we it was it was nothing but a concept and a prayer <laughs> and you know a year later we're ready to launch the kickstarter and, and march hits the in march we get the beginning of the pandemic but we had already put all that effort in so we said well you only live once let's yeah. do this and you know so i mean the reality of it is is i've up until less than a year ago i've just been i mean it was it was armor con last year was our first convention as a gaming company
0: in 2021
1: yeah wow that was because because you had nothing before that that was really the first con <laughs> Between the pandemic and so, so as a gaming company, so, I mean, before that, yeah, I've been to a bunch of cons and Mm -hmm. I've run some fun games and whatnot, but unless you were into, unless you played in one of my games or you saw me around, I mean, you might've, you might've known me by face or whatever from one of the games or whatever, but it wasn't the same now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that uh, maybe I'll get to that point. I don't know. But right now, no. I mean, I think, you know, I, I, you've been a, you've been a face in the hobby a lot longer. I mean, Dude, 15, 15 years, 16, how long? How long have you been doing Wargaming Recon? 20 years, 15 years? Oh, More my than God. you want to think about, right?
0: It is because I'm old.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, come on. I got a decade on you, bro. <laughs>
0: I, I just, I was going to say, like at the flea market, there were all these people They were coming up for the raffle, or whatever, and they're talking uh, about whatever. And so I'm, you know, engaging with them and I'm saying things like, oh, you know. Uh, we're doing this in collaboration with this podcast that I do. And I'm trying to, I'm doing the like really low level, like this is what it is. Soft pitch. Yeah. yeah. Cause I figured nobody knows what it is and, and no one knows who I am and no one knows. It. And more than one person and quite a few were, were like, no, we know who you are. We know what you think is. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize, you know, cause it That's always surprises though. me that anyone pays any attention to what anything I do. No, it's, I think it's that, weird. you, know,
1: you get a great me. podcast and well, no, you. no, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it, and you've built, and you've been doing it for consistently for so long.
0: Well, I'm stubborn. My mother would say it's <laughs> a German in me. No offense to any Germans.
1: Yep, that's great.
0: Uh, no, it's just I was thinking because I know you started during pandemic, but you're an actual gaming company and you're doing well, and you have this stuff going on. And so I figured that maybe it happens to you too that you're you walking around, you're at an event, and someone's like, "Wait, aren't you the guy who does Devil in the?" And you're like, "Yeah, that's me." <laughs> just well, how I mean, that ever
1: felt for you part of it too is i mean like since we've been doing this i'm pretty much tied to the booth or a demo game true so it's kind of and i'm walking around with a devil in the wilderness t-shirt on so you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out you know because there's not too many of those t-shirts it's only about a dozen we i think we did about a dozen of them Yep. Because um, a, you know, a few of the play testers and things like that got T-shirts, and then the the compound guys, I all wanted T-shirts. So you know, it was, um, but yeah. There's, so I mean, I haven't felt it. I think to the level that you have. So I I don't know.
0: I feel weird about the whole thing. I I don't. Know, it's it's not. Well, I'm not someone who's like. Oh, let's it. just. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not comfortable no, with it.
1: But you're but you're putting yourself in front of a camera and doing a you know a, a regular podcast. So.
0: I should know better by now. I mean, I really should in, in talk about the t-shirt. I was wearing a wargaming recon t-shirt and it still didn't hit me that people would be like, <laughs>
1: wait, again, didn't take rocket science to figure out that you're probably the guy, or at least, you know, probably associated with the, the podcast. You know? No, but, but maybe he, t- it I takes mean... one for
0: me to understand it. I was just like, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Yep. Oh, oh my God. I'm just a moron. <laughs> Oh, Actually, so this is a no. This is an interesting segue. Do you are you familiar with the phrase uh, referring to someone as a, a maroon? Yeah. Do you know where that came from? No. So I, I learned recently, which this has nothing to do with wargaming or any of the other stuff, but I find it interesting. So yeah, here we go. Uh so I learned that it originated with the old Looney Tunes cartoon, in particular Bugs Bunny, and the reason why it came about was at that time and place you were not allowed to use the word moron on TV or in any media. It was as bad as uh, like swearing at someone. Yeah, 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 And so the way they got around it was to refer to other characters on Looney Tunes as a maroon to play on moron. And so that's how they got around the censors. And then it stuck to be like, Oh, you're a maroon. And of course no one really uses it anymore except for us old people. Uh, but I was just fascinated by the origins of stuff It. Which makes me think in an odd way, and these segues are always terrible. Uh, but like, what the origins were for the other event that we oh, both were at, and that's ArmorCon, because yeah. I realized I don't know a whole lot about the beginnings of ArmorCon.
1: So, from my understanding, ArmorCon really started out. I mean, I think the well, the first year was 2019. So this past year was only the third year. So they did it uh-huh. 2019. They skipped 2020. Mm-hmm. 2021 was the second one, and then this is the third one it's very much Warhammer tournaments are the, are the, are the, the big key to it, I think. And then I think, you know, they, they had some flame they had guys running flames of war tournaments and then Parabellum miniatures who does uh, conquest. That's the new, that's the new, one of the new up and comers. Um, you know, I think they're, they're gunning for like GW and things like that and um, and companies like that. And, you know, so they were they had a pretty big showing there, but, You know, that's really, it was very much a tournament scene. And we saw that last year. We saw that this year. Um, And so the tournament scene is very different. You don't get the people that they're very much going to be gaming the entire weekend. They're at the table the entire weekend, or they're going and getting food. (laughs) You'd watch them leave the table and, and And just walk down the hallway and, you know, whatever. And they were gone for a half an hour, or an hour, and then they'd come, you'd see them walking right back and they were heading right back to the tables. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in reality, that's what you're there for to the game all weekend, but it it felt like much less like our, the typical cons that we've gone to where you, where it's a convention that you're going to go hang out and, and, you know, play a couple of games and maybe go to hit the bar and hang out with your friends. And, and, you know, just, not even to necessarily like go, you're not going to go get drunk, but you might have a beer and hang out. And mm-hmm. then you go back and game again and, and, you know, then go do something else, go out for dinner. It's very much more a tournament scene. It felt like at ArmorCon. Yeah, is, no, con. I mean, yeah. That, and that's fine. I mean, if they're getting the turnout, that's great, but um, no, I
0: mean, I get that. Cause I think in general and please listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. And Dave, you of course, correct me if I'm wrong, but the feeling I've always gotten when it comes to organized play is that, it has a very intense and serious kind of vibe about it and i mean if you're doing that sort of competition i, I get it yeah you know you you try to just really dive in and home in on what the right makeup of your army is and the points and all that kind of stuff so i mean i understand uh but also like i'm someone as a gamer uh and who knows if that's even an appropriate uh way to phrase myself but uh I like a more kind of casual sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Where you can kind
0: of just kind of come in and you can do whatever and you float out. And what generally when I go to conventions, I don't play any games, which is weird, but it's because I'm working the convention. So I'm always yeah. floating around. But the average attendee, I would say, they go, they play a game, they might go do something else. Yeah. Whereas like you were saying with Armacon, it to me it kind of reminded, and I don't know if you ever would have been, but it reminded me of the old uh and they might still do them i guess but games workshop would do like the grand tourneys for say 20k yeah. or whatever fantasy and so it would be a gigantic tournament and it would take all day but people would go they bring their armies and you yeah. just you see and i i've gone to they had one in boston i don't know maybe a dozen years ago it was beautiful to see but it was very much people were so focused on you know every little whatever uh, and making sure everything was as equal as it could be cuz they didn't want anyone to have an unfair advantage so like that's what the thing was and yeah you saying how people would go away for food and then come back, I was expecting you to say that they were going to bring the food back with them. Cause that has been my experience with the sort of, thing
1: Yeah, that... well, and I mean, they may have, I wasn't looking that closely, but you, but there was no, there was no wandering around hanging out. I mean, there was a few people, but, it, but the, the bulk of them, you watched them and they went from the table to somewhere else. I'm assuming to go get food or to bring back food or whatever, you know, it was much more focused. It was like, I'm going yes. here, I'm doing this, I'm going back here and I'm playing this game. And I mean, they, the, the hardcore tournament players, because they had, they had a midnight tourney on Saturday night. It started wow. at midnight because we were talking to one of the guys on Sunday and he goes, yeah, it's a young man's game now. He goes, I, I <laughs> stayed until, I think he said he stayed till like two or three and was done. I mean, well. so, I mean, they, they ran an all night tournament. They had a midnight tourney they started at midnight and they went however long that takes i don't know i don't know enough about it It's to too late for that... me it's you know any of the tournament stuff the only tournament i've ever been in was mm-hmm. one of my one of the guys that i originally met when i got into gaming he was a he's a big tournament player and he talked me into getting into infinity and don't i went play. to an Invin- infinity tournament by the end of the second round i had a splitting headache and i was exhausted I'm like, this is not for me. I'm a beer and pretzels guy. You know what I mean? I want to sit around a table, hang out, have a good time. You know, I mean, look at the games I run. You've been, you've played in my game, 1676. You know, we all of a sudden throw a bear attack in the middle of the game. I mean, (laughs) that's a historical game, but hey, we're going to throw a bear attack in just to watch everybody squirm. You know, I I think it's fun. Exactly. And that's really what all my games are about. You know, it's, it's having a good time and, and, and everybody at the table Enjoying themselves and it's not about winning and lose, you know. Yeah.
0: So no, that's... I I I think you perfectly described the vibe I felt at con Uh, but for me too, it was it's kind of hard to pin it down because everything at the convention was segmented, it felt like things were siloed off because there were so many rooms where things were in, at least for me, I've f- had a hard time figuring out what was in each room that like the signage. I felt could have been a little bit better the wayfinding and so it's just like I've walked around and poked my head in a room thinking there's nothing going on next thing you know there's a bunch of people playing games in there. Yeah. And they probably had been in there the whole time and never been anywhere else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think I think you've got it seemed like there was groups of people like like the that one room across the hall from the vendor hall I mean that was yeah. all Malefo. Yeah. it was Malifaux all weekend. And that was all those tables in there with Malifaux. So, I mean, I think, you know, there's a following of people that are playing Malifaux and they basically managed to reserve. They they essentially reserved that whole room mm-hmm. and, and said, hey, we're going to run Malifaux organized play games or whatever it is. I think they do like a campaign kind of thing or something because I don't yeah. know that they were doing a tournament. I think it was more like an organized play. And I mean, Conquest is starting to do some stuff like that, too. And that stuff, some of that stuff seemed kind of fun. One of the guys that's a really diehard that's become a really big, um, really big fan of Devil in the Wilderness is a big Conquest guy. In fact, he's one of their, I, I don't know what they call him. It's not the Outrider because that's Games Workshop. It's whatever whatever uh, Conquest version of the Outrider is. So he's really into Conquest. Mm-hmm. And they have this organized play game that they were they were doing it this year at, at Armicon. And he had a map and you would basically two players would decide we're going to fight over this region and Ooh. then they would go and have a battle and come back and whoever won well they got that region and that's so you're doing this whole it's almost like it's almost like what i've joked about for years with like risk <laughs> you have risk and then you say okay well instead of instead of rolling the dice in risk and playing the risk game well let's go on the table over here on the four by six let's throw armies down whatever we have for resources based on our risk thing Mm -hmm. and let's fight the battle over here and then whoever wins now we come back here and we continue this game so it would be like a long-term risk game and it's almost like what they're doing with the conquest stuff so i mean i think that you know conquest does have the tournament scene but they're also really trying to push the organized play for those of us that don't that aren't tournament players hey let's grab everybody they're they're like hey let's you know let's grab both genres and we can support both that's cool. and that's what they're trying to do. So um, but they were running that at at uh, at Armicon and they had the map Webway Games, which is about on an angle across the aisle from us at, mm-hmm. in the vendor hall. They had them. they had his map. He had a big a giant poster made on on the foam um, board and he wow. had that set up with the map and stuff so you could see, you know, who had what territory and stuff. It was pretty cool
0: so armor was my first exposure to conquest and when i was walking around i saw it being played and i didn't know what it was but at first i thought it was warhammer fantasy because it had that kind of feel and aesthetic to me yeah. and so i just for me not knowing much of anything about it
1: it seems to me like they really are kind of harnessing that Absolutely. environment And they're great looking models. I mean, they, they are beautiful models, you know, and they're not terribly expensive compared to GW stuff. I mean, they're expensive, but when you compare (laughs) it to GW stuff, it's sort of like, all right, that's, that's a, that's a good price point, you know? So it's a point where, oh my gosh, I don't have to spend a thousand dollars on an army. I can spend $400 on an army, you know, which, I mean, Mm -hmm. it still sounds Absurd to those of us that are historical gamers and are used to paying a dollar 80 for a miniature, it does. Um, you know, it, it, it's it still sounds a little absurd, but mm. when you look at the price points, you go, Wow, that's that's you know, I can do that 400 bucks, sure, I'll put together an army for 400. dollars So, I mean, if that's your thing, yeah, no, of course. And there's a you know, like for instance, I mean, I think one of the, this guy that got into Devil in the Wilderness, he played it once, I ran it at Webway, and he played once and he bought in. In fact, he wanted to know where to get all the historical miniatures. And then he went, I think he got involved with, because he lives down in that area. I think he's been over to Mark Moran's, the, the P- Mass Pikeman Gaming Club. I think he's gone oh, over okay. there and, and kind of gotten interested in historical gaming too. That's but he cool. asked me where to get like all the ag- the good militia, you know, like uh, he didn't <laughs> want to proxy stuff. So, nope. I mean, I sent him to warfare, to warfare miniatures and he <laughs> went and got, you know, the proper 1690 militia and he went and bought all the stuff. But, you know, he's he's playing Conquest and because there's a big group of guys at Webway that are playing. Yeah. I mean, that store is that store is getting, you know, a lot of Conquest people. So it's it's growing. So
0: I wonder if there's going to be a turnover here in New England of people going more and more towards Conquest and games like that instead of GW. If it's going to be like a pricing situation where they'll get priced out of GW. I, I don't
1: know. I mean, here's the interesting thing. Webway, a couple of weeks ago, was it two or three weeks ago? they had a Warhammer tournament at their yeah. store and they had 30 people. That's a lot. So for, for a store that's, I mean, only a year old, the store opened the weekend before ArmorCon last year. Oh no, the yeah. weekend after ArmorCon last year. So they've been open less than a year and they had a 30 person tournament a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago.
0: That's impressive.
1: So yeah, I mean, they're, well, they're in, they're involved. Those guys are involved in that whole scene and they're all, you know, in their 20, the 20 somethings involved in that GW 40 K scene involved yep. in the magic scene. You know, they've got the, the big screen TV up on uh, that has the, the playing mat you know, they're watching the magic tournaments and stuff on the big screen TV. I mean, they, they're yeah. into that whole, it's the whole vibe, the whole scene. And Hey, that's awesome for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so happy for those guys. It's a great store. You, you ought to go down. I mean, it's in Marlboro. You should go check it out. It's a neat store actually that's not that far i was gonna say that's it's 10 minutes from TotalCon. but
0: it's re- it's really not that far actually
1: yeah i mean it's it's a 10 minute drive from total con on 20 E.
0: you know i i think if i was their age that's the sort of thing i would have been would be doing because i mean yeah. it's what i used to do i'd be like who wants to get the new gw whatever like let's play some fantasy and do this yeah and that. Uh, yeah
1: Yeah. No. And, and, you know, I mean, and, and basically I was talking to them about historical stuff because they they actually carry devil in the wilderness. They're one of the only stores that actually carries it. That's awesome. And, um, I mean, they'll carry anything that their player base will will be willing to play. Well, that's how it should be. You know? So, I mean, it's like, they've tried. I think they have, there's a couple of boxes of bolt action, I think in there because somebody <laughs> wanted. And so they, I think they got it. They, they probably, somebody wanted it. So they probably ordered a couple of extra boxes. Yep. But he said, there's just no, but he goes, if we had people in here playing every week or whatever, yeah, we'll carry the stuff. But you know, let's face it. The reality of it is, is Warhammer and magic is where the money is. Of course it is. You know? And, and so that's what that store, the stores are going to rightfully support.
0: Mm-hmm. You got to so, pay the bills.
1: That's it. At the end of the day, they have to be able to pay the rent and, you know, pay themselves. True. So it's, you know, so yeah.
0: No, you're right. Um, speaking of historicals, though, I was amazed that at ArmorCon, they were playing Flames of War, and I haven't seen Flames of War played in years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the guys that, that so the Armory, which is a store down in Fairhaven, Mass., they're the ones that mm. are the, the, that's the store behind ArmorCon. Okay. And I think those guys know a bunch of guys down in that area that are playing flames of war. And that's why there was a flames of war tournament. There's that there was one there last year. There's a flames of war tournament and those guys are sort of the same thing. I mean, except they all knew to pit stop to Tim because Tim, they knew Tim had 15 millimeter, 15 millimeter tanks that he brings with him just because of that, you know, rightfully so. I mean, I I would too, if I was in Tim's shoes, you know, and Mm -hmm. what do you get to lose? Um, but yeah, I mean it was the same kind of thing. They weren't wandering the vendor hall. They were coming in, playing, you know, playing their flames of war and out the door. Yeah. You know, and that was that's that's the difference in the vibe at ArmorCon that I see they need to come up with a way to to not make it so from the table to the door. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It makes something make it so that there's more of a social that it just felt like there was less of a social aspect to it is really what it felt like. It was more of a tournament scene and more of a, a serious, you know, it was just less, it wasn't like a huzzah or, or a carnage this past weekend. And, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it was just a, a very different vibe. Um, not no, bad, I... just different. And you just got to be prepared for that, that it's not going to be the same, the same vibe.
0: I agree with you uh, though, because, like I, I walked around and people were friendly enough. Uh, you know, I'd ask, "Oh, okay, if I take pictures or what are you doing here?" And I ask questions, and they didn't mind answering. Everyone was fantastic yeah. about it. But the thing is, it, at least for me, it did. The general feeling wasn't uh interrupt us and ask us questions and talk to us kind of thing. It was uh we're doing our thing. <laughs> it just like you can watch, but like we're doing our thing. Yeah. But, there i am I'm like hey what'd you do it uh yeah and someone else might not feel comfortable just going in and engaging they might be like oh they pl- they're they doing the tournament we don't want to bother anyone yeah uh, and so having that kind of um opening the door a little bit more uh and so that people are aware it's open and that they can fully cross over or whatever yeah. that alone can just kind of be helpful but I, I don't quite know how one would do that for them and i suppose there's many different ways that they can go
1: yeah, I mean, I think that they want more stuff. You know, they've talked about wanting more historicals, and you know, they want. But it's just hard to get. The pro- part of the problem is, is I don't I don't know that they're giving GMs a free badge. And you know how that no. goes with the historical crowd. They want that. No, they want know, the badge, and I get it, and I no, get it. Course. But but at the end of the day, these guys also have to pay for the space. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's an I expensive mean, space. Yeah, exactly. It really is, and I mean, I, I you know it's they got to have a 150 or 200 paying people just to break even. And that's paying people. So if you mm-hmm. end up with 200 people total and 75 of them are game masters and didn't get a badge, now you're looking, you get 125. So you're not even breaking even, but you get all these people using the space. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's, uh, it's not an easy thing. So, I mean, I get it, Um but you're trying to get those GMs to come out and, and get, and give them a reason to, to, to run a game. It's sort of like a catch-22. You mm-hmm. need the GMs to have games to have more people there to play the games, but you need the people to pay the bit to to pay the bills to be, you know, so it's like, but you need the GMs, but you need the people, but you need the GM. You know, you need the paying people. <laughs> you need the paying people, you need the GMs. Well, you something's got to give. So it's a either you take a hit for a couple of years, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. I, I know
0: it's like some conventions, what they'll do is, uh, I mean, as you alluded, some will just say you run a game and you get a free badge. Uh, but then some will do. It depends on how many hours of games yes. are you running. And yeah, so they kind of like prorate it, it I way. guess. Yep. Total Con.
1: Yeah. I, think, I think Carnage does it that way, too. Probably. Um, And I think that they actually, you buy your badge. I think for Carnage, they you buy your badge. And then based on the number of hours that you put in, they, re, they, they refund you, whatever, it, you know what I mean? If you put in yeah. four hours, you get, you get a percentage back, you know, all the way up to the whole badge. So however they break it out. So, I mean, you know, and that's fine too. I mean, they yeah. all, again, they have to, they, they've got to get the money in the, and at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know that any of them are doing it for a living, but at the end of the day, you don't want to hemorrhage money. You know, you mm-hmm. can't you can't hemorrhage money year after year either. You know, no, you have to stay afloat. Otherwise, it doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. So, I mean, if we want these cons to continue, I think we've got to, you know, we, we all have to step up and we all have to go. Well, this is the cost. I mean, I'm seeing mm-hmm. badge prices going up. You know, in the last couple of years,
0: they yeah, a I, little
1: I, bit of a jump. And I get that.
0: I've had a little sticker shock at the price of badges, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is what people are paying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so, I mean, and but now what the thing of it is, is to it, I think that they've got that expectation that I'm paying this for a badge. The quality of the games better be Mm -hmm. and there better be a number if there's not enough games. okay, great. You sell you sell tickets for you sell to 300 people, but you've only got enough games for one hundred and twenty five people. Now, what do you do?
0: Yeah. What's everyone supposed to be doing? Just hanging out in the hallway? I mean, Uh,
1: that's the thing. You just paid a lot of money to hang out in the hallway. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's a, that's a tough. I mean, that was even when I ran that makerspace. You know, that 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 mm-hmm. fair that you came to. I mean, that was that was thing. so much fun. Thank you. It was a, but it was a balance of. It's all even when I ran just the regular game days when it was all people, all people I knew. You know, it was you mm-hmm. still had that worry of am I going to have six games here and we're all standing around looking at each other because we've only got you know eight players total. To divide amongst the six games or am i going to have 25 people show up and i only have four games mm-hmm. and that and it's like now what do i do i mean these people are only we were charging five bucks a bit and it was no you know for the game days and stuff we charged 15 for the convention for the convention thing because that mm-hmm. was a lot we had a lot more outlay of cash to get things set up but
0: no definitely
1: um but you know it's still that you think about it on a much grander scale for these conventions and you sit there and say That is just a logistics nightmare. I mean, I don't know how you, you know, at what point do you say, I don't have enough games to run this convention? And how do you pull the plug? Once you pull the plug, how do you come back from that? You know, I don't have the answer to
0: that. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? If if you're going to do a convention, let's say in March and February rolls around and you've got 20 games and you have 200 people signed up, what do you do? You know what I mean? What do you do? You go, uh-oh, we're in trouble. You know, we've got ten people per game here, and, and these games are six players max. Most of them are like four. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, what do you do? What do you do with, as a, as an organizer? At what point do you go, we're in trouble? And how do you mitigate that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what that answer is. And more power to these guys. I mean,
0: yeah, I don't know the answer either. Uh, but I think, and I guess take this with a grain of salt, but I really think you're going to see that. Uh, more and more conventions and uh, events gaming events are going to kind of get squeezed out so that you're going to have the really big ones and i think you'll have some really small ones but i think in general you're going to see a lot of them go away
1: yeah i mean i you know i think you know your total cons are here to stay i think so i think carnage i mean this is their this was year 25 i don't think they're going anywhere
0: no that's a long time
1: you know so i mean it's it's not total con numbers but you know they're not too far behind they they they're, no, they're, they're gaining on them they're probably number 2 in new england for for number of years well I, although you got like havoc but yeah um
0: yeah a- havoc's going through a rebuilding period i believe
1: yeah they are they're actually going to be at the same place as total con
0: this, yep.
1: this next year yeah so and i guess i've already been called out to run a game i don't know if you're on if you've noticed it on facebook but um, i'm not surprised they want me to run the game that you know that you played in the last havoc that <laughs> i ran they want that game back it's so good so i guess they want another table flip you know <laughs> i love that <laughs>
0: oh god that was so much fun
1: so i i you know i, I would much rather run devil in the wilderness but mm-hmm. if they really want 1676 back i mean i'm I,
0: why not was, both
1: i could but, you know, running two games, I'd, I'd, I would probably only go down there on Saturday and running yeah. two games back to back. I mean, I ran games literally all weekend long at a carnage. I was hoarse by Sunday afternoon. I couldn't. I mean, it was just, you know, it's it was it's a lot. It's a lot. It really is. It, it, it takes a lot out of you, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe I tried to throw Dave Soucy under the bus and, <laughs> and get him to do 1676 for me. And uh, so we'll see, because he has the rules and he knows the game and he's obviously got the miniatures. So, you know, yeah, so he could do it. Yeah, he could do it. Come but on, I don't, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see if he <laughs> wants to if he wants to pony up for that. But um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to be there for the Saturday, I think I'm yep. not I, I don't I'm, we're not going to get a booth. It's just not the devil in the wilderness crowd that no. havoc you know that's just not our crowd that's okay um, so yeah which is fine but i'll go to support the, the convention and and spend the day you know i'll spend saturday there i mean i can't keep doing hotels convention after convention it gets so expensive oh yeah it means into it yeah it does i mean and it's not even you know the business doesn't even come close to paying for the hotel room at this point we're not because we're putting all the money back mm-hmm. into the business we're yeah, really definitely. dumping it all back in so i mean all these hotel rooms and, and restaurants and, you know, because let's face it. Yeah. We, we bring some food for like lunch just because I'm lazy and I don't want to leave the booth. So I'll Mm -hmm. bring, I'll bring sandwiches or whatever, but you know, breakfast and dinner, you're dropping $150 a day with, with three of us, you know, without, without even, it's not hard to do, you know? And, and it's, so, you know, it's a thousand dollar weekend. So how many times can you do a thousand dollar weekend, you know? So it's got a,
0: No, I mean, it's nice. It'd be wonderful to do more often, but yeah, those hotels, they they eat into it.
1: I mean, Best Western's not too bad, which is where ArmorCon and TotalCon are, so in Havoc, Mm -hmm. but the prices aren't too bad there. But, you know, some of the other places... Yeah, they get up there. Expensive, yeah. No, they they definitely do. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, I I find I, right now, anyway, I'm limiting myself to two for hotel stays. Yeah. Uh, So that's TotalCon and uh, Huzzah.
1: There you go yeah well tim and i were just talking about next year's schedule because we're trying to do conventions together and and york yeah. when he wants to, when when york lines up with us so we'll, all three of us like for TotalCon, we're going to be we're, we're getting the alcove and the three of us are going to be in the alcove that's cool so we're going to have demo tables in the front of the alcove and we're going to be lining the back wall the three back walls so we're going to utilize every inch of that of that alcove um so that's the plan for that. But we're doing for next year, it looks like Total Con, Mayhem, Huzzah, um, Armor Con, mm-hmm. the Flea Market, and Carnage looks like next year. Yeah. So, and then uh, Tim's doing Havoc, but I'll, and I'll day trip Havoc. And yeah, then, I'll
0: day trip Havoc too.
1: But I mean, for hotels though, that's still Total Con, Huzzah, Mayhem, Carnage. That's a lot. And Armor Con. So it's like five hotel stays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's... That's, that's about, that's probably what, 1500 bucks by the time I'm done. Easy. I was going to say, don't do the math. Easy, easy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm probably, I'm probably closing in. I think because we got, you know, my wife kind of went and got the, got the good stuff for carnage next year. (laughs) I think we paid like two Oh nine a night for the rooms. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it gets expensive and it's a lot of work.
0: It is a lot of work.
1: I mean, I still, my game room's a disaster right now because I literally unloaded the car and just kind of stacked it up in the game room. And mm-hmm. I'll get, I'll put I'll put the stuff. I mean, I have shelving and places for everything to go, but I keep walking by it and going, nope, not yeah. today. <laughs> Maybe by just, next weekend.
0: You just need I'm, the time to do it.
1: But then I'm at Hobby Bunker coming up next Saturday. So yeah. Why I, I'm, I'm loading it back in the car. So it's like, yeah. why am I going to put it? So, you know, and then the following weekend is Devon's. Mm-hmm. So we got, stuff going every weekend until That's thanksgiving and then i'm done for a while i mm-hmm. got a couple of commitments for small for streaming stuff but i'm i'm done until total con i think yeah i think i'm done until TotalCon con too you know so i got like i got the, the so you're not coming to devons not going to come to come to devons and visit Did you know
0: i've never been able to get to devons
1: Well, so this year, i i have to go because god bless adam so it was the same. He had originally scheduled it. Him and Peter Lowe scheduled it for the same weekend as ArmorCon. And I oh. said, well, that's fine. But I said, I can't be there. So I just figured that was going to be it. He was going to do it. He was going to run the, the game day. And,
0: yeah, and he comes to me I like
1: thought. a couple of weeks before and goes, hey, we got a new date. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, well, you guys weren't going to be able to be there. So we moved it to the 19th of November. And I'm like, <laughs> well, now I can't, even if, I mean, I want to well, be there go. anyway. I wanted to be there anyway. And I was planning to, and I was kind of glad that he did, but I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So now, you know, I, even if I wanted to say no, I can't, I, I can't be, I don't want to be that guy, you know? <laughs> no, no, like, no, no, so, no. so actually, um, but they're actually, they're accepting vendors because they ended up oh, getting wow. a growing space. So I guess, have you ever been to that museum?
0: No, so it's funny. I I was out in Fort Devons once when I was in the Cub Scouts many, 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 many years ago. But I've never been to the museum. Uh, And I don't really remember what Devons looked like other than a lot of things. So
1: the museum, there was like a whole left-hand side of the building that I don't even know if it was theirs or if it was somebody else that was leasing it. But I think they now have that because now they used to have room for like six games to run in like one room. It used to be spread out in the museum and you would be like set up literally like in between – the displays which was fine it was kind of cool it was kind of cool sitting there, you know but now it sounds like they've actually got a space that they can put people in oh, okay. so they wanted to try the vendor thing and i think i but i have a feeling we're the only vendor but that's fine Well, just
0: means more business for you
1: well yeah but i mean i don't know that that's my crowd either you know but i mean we'll we'll go i'm mean, we're gonna go we're gonna run games i know our fans running some historical games and uh
0: you said that's the 19th of november
1: 19th of november oh, saturday
0: I, so it's funny he, ever since they started doing it um adam would always say to me you gotta come you gotta come john you're gonna come and be like well let me see and i've never been able to come and so i think he thinks that i'm just doing it on purpose that i'm just like avoiding it but that's not what it is i i want to go it just never works out because something's going on yeah you know, at home exactly. with the kids or, or whatever and but me I, I don't i'll have to look but maybe this year i'm able to go uh, i'm not sure but I'll have to take yeah. a peek. Uh, maybe I can rope someone else to come along with me.
1: Yeah, I mean it's mean, it's a neat little game. It's, it's it's traditionally it's been pretty small. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it's a fun time and it's it's sort of like the end of the season kind of thing. I mean it's a week before mm-hmm. thing, and this year it's really it's like the week before Thanksgiving. So it I mean, is. um, you know, so it's really I'm taking that week off. So I was like, well, I'll do it, and you know, because mm-hmm. I it's not like I'll still have the rest of the week. So you know. No, that's true. So that'll be good. But yeah, that's where we're we've been busy this year. I mean, I haven't I've had one free weekend I think since Labor Day. I had last. Well, and it wasn't even truly a free weekend. It was the last it was the weekend before last and we had a Halloween party on Saturday night. So it wasn't even a total <laughs> weekend for, you know, it was like so yeah, I've I've been straight out, so I'm I'm getting getting a little crispy.
0: I hear you. Uh <laughs> yeah. I do. I haven't so. been anywhere near as busy as you've been, at least not with gaming stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I so. mean, we decided, you know, if we're gonna do this, let's do it. You yeah. know, we put a lot of time and a lot of effort into, you know, a, a substantial amount of money. So let's let's see what we can do with it and see where it goes.
0: No, it's smart. It's so, absolutely yeah. smart. At um ArmorCon I played uh I had a demo game rather of something that I normally wouldn't ever look at. Okay. Too seriously not for me, but it was a lot of fun, and so it's called Super Show.
1: Oh and yeah, the, the wrestling game. Yeah,
0: and those people, I mean, they really got into it. They like played it up, and there's costumes, and they were, they were just the talk about an exciting, very welcoming vibe.
1: That was the one where everyone's like, "Come
0: do crazy yeah. stuff and have a lot of fun." They just
1: yeah, they they're um, the people and, who like to party, I think, and they're <laughs> working with they're working with some of the smaller southern wrestling federations down oh, south are they? and they actually do they'll actually go to some of these wrestling events with their card games that's cool and when they first started it i guess they had like they you could get the big wrestling trophy so they had like these little mini tournament type things where you know and it was it seemed like more of a fun tournament like not a serious tournament it was like you yeah. know like sort of like a wrestlemania kind of a thing you know where it's <laughs> like okay you're having a tournament. And you want to get bragging rights for this big, giant plastic trophy or whatever. And, you know, that's cool. And yeah, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting I mean, the cards are beautiful. The cards, yeah. you know, they did a really nice job with the artwork and everything. Yeah, it's it's it
0: looks good. The uh the dynamic of the game just kind of runs well and uh, yeah. how it goes through the, all the mechanics are just it, I don't think seemed well done.
1: Yeah, no. and And, you know, I think they're they're doing all right.
0: Yeah, I think so they said fair. they did a Kickstarter and they might, maybe they're having another one coming up, I think. Yeah, I can't but I mean, they
1: went to Gen Con, I think, last year. Oh, whoa. So, I mean, they're not, they're, they're, they're go big, they're going big or going home. You know, I mean, I think they're going for it. Good for them. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, more power to them. You know, I mean, I'm at this point, I'm scared to death of some of those big things because we don't have the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens if I go to Gen Con and I come home with 200 orders? I don't have the bandwidth to fill 200 orders.
0: Yeah. How do you deal with that?
1: Exactly. I mean, well, you've got to have the infrastructure and with the, with the current state of affairs, with the way China's handling, you know, and dealing Mm -hmm. with, with just the shipping. I mean, even England, Royal mail is, is on strike Mm -hmm. and we've had, I mean, I had, it took me over a month to get some miniatures out of England. They were sitting, they, they, they had been shipped. They shipped them like the day after I ordered them and they sat, at some distribution center in England for like almost a month. I got literally, we ordered them the end of September, like September 20th or something. They mm-hmm. showed up a week ago yesterday. So wow. thank God I had them for carnage because I was running danger low on. I mean, if mm-hmm. you looked at my, my racks and stuff, it was like, wow, I'm, I'm danger low on key, on key <laughs> miniatures, like cotton Mather. I think I had three left.
0: Oh, well, you, you know, kind of need
1: them. You kind of need cotton Mather for the, the he's kind of the, 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 the key guy, you know, it's like,
0: just sorta, you
1: know, sorta kinda. (laughs) So, you know, it was, it was getting danger, danger low. I mean, that's the beauty of the resin. I just say to my son, print more stuff. Mm -hmm. I need more stuff. I need this, go print it, you know, and, and I have it in a day or two. So, you know, it's that, that's the beauty of of the 3d printing.
0: No, that's really handy. And uh, I mean, speaking of 3d printing, you're gonna be helping uh me out with something too for yeah. gaming, which I'm pretty yeah, excited actually, about. That's
1: gonna be I'm gonna be starting that this, this week. I had a couple of I had a couple of restocks. Cool. We have this we have this for, for Devil and Sleepy Hollow, we have this imp. We have mm-hmm. this little gnome imp thing. We sold every pack we had and I had printed an exorbitant in them because I didn't ever want to have to print them again because they're a pain to get off the print bed. Oh, so okay. I printed. I just said, "You know what? Let's just do it till it hurts. <laughs> well, these dudes, it was four dudes this weekend at, at at Carnage. They bought everything we had. Oh my God, they just they just walked away with bat with bag baggy upon baggy upon baggy. And I was out. so i I had to do a couple. I did a couple of print runs actually last night. so, um, nice. But as soon as I pull those off the I actually have to change my wash station. As soon as I change my wash bins, my wash basins out, um, I'm gonna get on your project. So yeah,
0: how long does it take you to print uh, those uh, goblins that you were printed, the imps? Oh, the imps. Yeah.
1: Uh, I can do I can do 30 of them in about it's about an hour and a half.
0: Oh, that's not bad. So you can fit 30 on the bed or is it uh, spread out over multiple printers?
1: No, that's that's on one bed. Wow. Yeah, I got a good size printer. No, and those really are nice. small. Those aren't 20. I mean, they're they're to play with the 28 millimeter game, but they're like mm-hmm. the 20 millimeter, probably okay. 20 millimeter with the sword because the sword kind of it's, it's a it's a little it's a little gnome holding the sword and mm-hmm. the sword. Oh, yeah, it looks like a garden gnome. Everybody. That's why everybody loves them. They, they look like a uh-huh. garden gnome and it's got a he's got a little sword.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is that everyone listening should make sure they buy tons of them from you, so that way you have to keep on printing more and more of them.
1: Yeah, so I can curse every time I have to get them off the – I think
0: that's what I'm hearing you say.
1: It's the size. I, I mean, I don't, it's, I, I like the 28s because there's, 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 they're a lot easier to get off the print beds. You know, it's more, more work. It's not, it's, it is what it is. I don't mind. I don't really mind doing it, but, but because it, it was, it was like, all right, let's just do a bunch of them. I did so many. I figured I'm that's this, I said to Will, I go, we're never going to have to do these again because I figured I'd never sell. You know, I'm like, we'll have these things. will be collecting dust, but we got them. So we never have to do it again. They're here.
0: That's awesome.
1: You know, but.
0: Now yeah. with the smaller figure, is it that they're hard because it's a little more fragile?
1: So because, so our sculptor, the way that she did these, they, they have a, they have a base on them.
0: Mm-hmm. And because oh. they're so
1: small, I can save a lot of time by printing them right on the base plate. Okay, But the problem with that is trying to get, I don't have, I really need to invest in a magnetic base plate with a magnetic flex plate because then I could just, I could print them, pull the Mm -hmm. magnetic flex plate off and go pop and they'd all just come off.
0: Oh, be I weird. haven't
1: done that yet. Just That's probably
0: expensive, right?
1: It really isn't. It's just me being lazy. You know, I well, should just order come on, one, man. I know. Exactly. I should just order one and just do it. Everybody says I should. But so instead, I have to sit there and, and pop these things off the base. And when you get 30 of them on this plate and you're sitting there going pop, pop, pop for, for, you know, however, however long it takes me. Frustrating whereas with the 28s I literally can just take the scraper and just get under everything and, just, it, and it because of the, the way I do it with the 28s it's almost one big I have one giant support underneath okay. so it's one giant thing so I start peeling and the whole thing just peels off and then I just pop the figures off the off the the, the platform that I've printed on there and just <laughs> I'm done but it's I, it, I, is I it is
0: what I, I like the image in my head of you just cursing as you're popping the imps off one at a time.
1: Oh yeah, and then you slip and you and you you break one in half, and you're like, <laughs> and you know, I print the even number of them so yeah. that I can bag them all. So now I'm one short.
0: Uh, how many do you put in the bag? Is it
1: like one per bag? Three, three per in bag? a bag. Oh,
0: you do three in a bag. Okay.
1: Three in a bag, and it's four. It's I believe four dollars for three of them.
0: That's not bad at all.
1: No, no. I mean, we're you know we're, we're trying to keep. I'm still, I'm still a historical gamer, and I'm still trying to keep it affordable. And every, you know, all the the the, the guys that are the, into the fantasy, oh, you should be charging more. I'm like, yeah, I should be, but I don't need. So let's just keep it here. I'd rather have people playing the game and buying the miniatures and not breaking the bank. Yeah, because I don't need them to. I'm not doing this to keep the lights on at the house. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as it's as long as I'm not hemorrhaging money anymore, and I'm not, so that's good. Um. I can keep the prices where they are and everybody's happy.
0: Well, just think maybe you could pay the lights at your house if everyone listening to this goes and buys imps.
1: There you go. Yeah, great. So I that yeah, I'll start. I'll start my, my email is gonna start lighting up in a minute with all these with all these imps. <laughs> yeah, great.
0: Hey, so. it's cause people care. Not go. because I said there I've taken go. an unhealthy <laughs> amount of so, joy. So should I?
1: So should I name? Should I name the? You know, Jonathan Reinhardt.
0: <laughs> <That's, that's,
1: laughs> that'd probably be fitting. Yeah, you still you'll you'll eventually get a miniature. You we're just not there yet. Uh, the Adrian's coming first, I think. If we can. No, I, he has to. Yeah, so we'll get there. It's just it's you know I've got this digital sculptor now, and she's great. Um, mm-hmm. but she really likes doing not humans <laughs> that's her gig and she does phenomenal i mean I, I don't know if you saw the zombies and stuff i mean she I did does the so zombies cool. are great and she's done she did these gnomes these gnomes are hers mm-hmm. and i've got a whole bunch of different poses too and i just i picked that one and i was just going to do the one mm-hmm. well i mean i have access now to all i, I basically i bought I, I i contracted with licensing for her entire fantasy line now so I'm, i've got oh, a cool. bunch but i don't know what i'm going to do with it yet you know, I mean, because it's sort of like I don't really have a game to wrap around it, but they're cool mm. minis. So, I mean, my son, I think he's going to end up breaking away. He's he's looking. He's I think he's going to start his own 3D printing kind of thing. That's cool. And yeah, he's calling it o Wisp Studios. Okay. So um, so yeah, he's going to be doing his own 3D printing thing, and and we'll just he can carry that stuff and he'll sell it. You yeah. Know, just to, just as miniatures without a game because they're cool minis. I mean, mm-hmm. she does awesome job sculpting um she's doing some really i don't know if you saw the the cthulhu that i posted up oh yeah 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 so we're doing i mean we're doing a, a wild west a weird west with cowboys and cthulhu that's the next game that's coming out we're actually going to release it at TotalCon. very cool yeah so that's you know so we're, we've got some good stuff coming down the pike well so.
0: i mean just think about a company like reaper where people they sell these minis there's no game really with it no people use them for D D, uh but a lot of people just get them to buy so that they have it and they want to try a painting technique or whatever why not with this line that you you have going on here
1: oh yeah well i mean i think that these guys would buy they were doing some game and they wanted to build gnome armies Mm -hmm. or gnome units at this point because i really only had the one sculpt i think if i came out with the other ones these guys next year at carnage if i have the other ones i bet you these guys will come back and be like oh i gotta have these now so yeah you know, but I'm, I, I'm in that fear place. I said to Will, I said, you know, we don't really necessarily want to crank up on these because we might be sitting on 300 of them for the next, you know, six years, because <laughs> no. that was a one-off, you know, that was a one-off thing. It happened. It'll never happen again. So where do you find that balance? You know? of Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge amount of, it doesn't, it's the cost isn't huge because they're so small, but so still. you just,
0: you don't want the stuff sitting around is no, really, for no more reason. space no idea yeah so, finding that sweet spot is tripping. yeah
1: it absolutely is it's and we're I, we're getting there we're figuring things out it's it's a learning thing it's, it's a learn as you go I mean I don't think that there's any there's any tried and true um you know way to do it it
0: mm-hmm. just
1: depends i mean it's it's whims of people's interests yeah so you're really you're really playing against well what are the people that you're that, that at the conventions and the things that you're going to what are they interested in that's no, really that's what true. it comes down to so Yeah, no, that's fascinating.
0: I always love hearing what stuff you have in the pipeline.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the cowboy and Cthulhu thing I'm excited about because there was a lot of things with devil in the wilderness that weren't broken Mm -hmm. just after playing for two, you know, we've been playing now with other people outside of our core group of people that were playtesting. We've been playing now for two years and just things that's like, well, that's annoying. Mm -hmm. Well, that I don't like how that works. It can be better. So we're taking all those things and we're rolling them into this new game and we're making a lot of it's just going to be easier. So there's an element where we have event cards that will trigger monsters or trigger zombies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so it triggers the zombies. You put the zombie miniatures on the board. Then you have to go over to the character cards and find the zombie character cards in the deck and put them out so that now you know what their stats are so you know what you're rolling against so what i'm doing in this game now is oh you drew the event card for the zombies well the stat that it's a dry it's now a dry erase card and the oh. stats are on the bottom of the card so now when you draw that card for that event to happen you trigger the event you put the amenities in the board and you just leave the card there because it has all the stats and you it's dry erase so i can mark the hit points right on there and it's done so it's things like that that we're just enhancing. We're gonna make the game better. We're gonna make the game, and and then if the, if it all works out with this Devil and San Miguel funk concept, in a mm-hmm. in a year or two, we'll come out with a V two rolling this rolling the things that we're doing now with San Miguel. We'll roll it into Devil in the Wilderness, and eventually Devil in Sleepy Hollow, and you know, yeah. so that it's it's not it's not changing the game really. It's just making certain elements better. The only thing that we are changing in the game that's going to be—I don't want to say drastically different, but different enough—is the shooting combat because technology in 200 years. You know, when you go from 1690 yeah. to 1890, the, the weapons technology, the melee is going to be the same, but mm-hmm. the shooting attacks are going to be handled differently.
0: Yeah, they should be different.
1: You know, so that that we're changing, same kind of concept, still a D10 system, but we've we've been ta- we've been play testing just the shooting. In fact my son and I have, we basically, we've got a wild west town set up and we literally just take a miniature at each end of the street and just shoot at each other (laughs) until they die. And then we go, okay, wipe the card and start over. And we put them back to the the starting point. Let's do it again. And we kept doing it until we got, until we figured out what the stats needed to be and how it Mm -hmm. all was going to work. And, and just kept doing that until we got it to a point where it was like, okay, I think this is going to work. And now I've got, um, people alpha testing. So, you know, I've That's got awesome. a couple of people out there that are going to alpha test for us. And one guy is going to be running a game with a bunch of his buddies Friday night. Ooh. I mean, I haven't even had a big game yet. It's been myself and my son. He's going to yeah. have like four players and I'm like, all right, well, I'll be home Friday night. You can, you can call me if you need anything. But <laughs> I said, I don't know how this is going to go because I haven't, done I haven't even done this yet. <laughs> yeah. Know? You know, we have a gut. Well, I'm actually getting the prototype deck should be in this, so it should be in the next day or so. So cool. I like playing with the actual cards. Mm-hmm. So I had the cards all done. I, I I set a a goal of my 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 own to set to have the cards done by Halloween, so I could get the prototypes. And I nice. had them done the Friday before Halloween, so I should have the prototypes in hand this week. So I'm pretty excited.
0: I think you should have a special scenario set in and around the Alamo. And that you should talk to York to see if you can get him to make a nice Alamo MDF set.
1: He's working on some, he's working on some stuff for me. So we'll we're, we're, yeah, there's some stuff coming down the pike from York. I can't get him. I can't convince him to do I wanted him to do just like three or four, maybe three Wild West standard run-of-the-mill Wild West buildings. Mm-hmm. I said, I just need the standard small building, you know, the the one that everybody and their brother makes. Yep. But I said, I just need like maybe two or three different styles, a three pack, because what I want to be able to do is say, oh, you need the buildings. You can get them right at York's or if York's not there, I'll yeah. carry Because what I typically do is I'll buy a few sets of buildings. Mm-hmm. And if York's going to be there, I leave them at home and I'd rather point them, and I tell York, bring your stuff because I'd rather him to make them. Yeah. But if he's not going to be there, I bring the bill, but now I'm like, okay, well, you'll have to go to you can go to XYZ and buy buildings. The problem is is most of the companies, what I'm finding now, there's a couple of companies that are out there that are just doing the buildings, but most of the companies that are doing the Wild West buildings are already attached to a game. Yeah. Well, I don't want to drive people to somebody else's game, but why would I do that? You know, no, no, like, no. So it's it's a little bit of a challenge. But um so York, if you're listening, you know. I'm, I'm still not giving up on it, but you know, uh, it, it would be, it would be good if, if it's some regular wild west buildings too. I
0: I've been trying to, he's already told me <laughs> no multiple times, but I've been trying to get him to do the Alamo because when I had Corey ring from cigar box battle on, uh, he and I were talking about how it would be really great to do an Alamo themed game using the Peter Dennis Paperboys flats that let's like plastic flats that come out from, I can't remember the name of the company um, with a, a brand new cigar box battle mat. And if York made the buildings, because they want to do a collab with York and Corey really attached her onto this whole Alamo idea. And I said, yeah, Alamo is great. Let's do that. We get it all going. The, I'll get a game set up and run at a convention. We'll do like a whole thing and, and all that. And York's like Sarissa already makes out. And he's right. They do, but it's Sarissa's Alamo. It's not his Alamo. And I I want his Alamo, his
1: kits, his kits just go together like butter. Yeah. It's just, you know, you don't realize other kits until you, you build one of his and you're like, Mm -hmm. wow, it really is, you know, uh, until you've built an, until you've built something else, and then built one of his, you don't realize how how nice and smooth his kits go together. They just yeah, we have it really
0: together.
1: good, is what it you is. Know? It really is, and I mean, I you know, I I'm really happy that he did our Devil in the Wilderness kits, and that I was yeah. able to utilize his Devil in Sleepy Hollow kits, um, or the Sleepy Hollow kits because those mm-hmm. he didn't make for me, but I built the game around his buildings basically.
0: <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Nice buildings.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the thing. He had these beautiful buildings and, and I don't think they were getting as much love as they deserve mm-hmm. to get. And, um, you know, so hopefully he's getting some some sales out of that. But um, but yeah, no, I, I really would like to find some Wild West buildings that are affordable that I can point people to. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I'd like it to have been him. But if he doesn't want to do it, I get it. I mean, I think he's also a busy guy. He's got oh. a lot of things on his plate. So.
0: He is busy, but also well, you mentioned supply chain issues. A lot of these companies are overseas, so getting stuff is very difficult. Yeah. He's here. Yeah. I know. So this stuff I is easier. I, I, I figure eventually I might wear him or others down. I, so at work, <laughs> I, I at work I tell people I'm like water. Uh, eventually i will erode <laughs> in what i want tends to happen yeah
1: there you go just and i a, also
0: say i'm like you know I, i'm old but i'm young enough that i will outlast most of the people at my work uh and so <laughs> i will eventually
1: so i don't have to worry about taking your job because eventually you, you won't be here anymore and i'll just get it then yeah it's just uh,
0: <laughs> if i want something done you'll be gone <laughs> eventually yeah, there you go or there you i'll go. wear you down so i mean that That's sounds terrible funny. but i mean eventually my persistence tends to pay off yeah it, it gets annoying but then it, if nothing else you just agree to make me go away and i'm hey, okay whatever with it
1: works that's great whatever i mean whatever works for you so but, I, yeah, I do so, hope
0: york I mean, makes some nice wild west buildings for you and the alamo
1: yeah uh, we'll see i mean like i said he is working on some stuff for me and i'm i'm really happy he's doing what he's doing yeah. um but i really would like to have some standard stuff i mean I'll make whatever work. And I mean, I think mm-hmm. the the beauty of the wild West stuff is the people that are going to buy into this game. The, the odds that they've already got, the buildings is very high. True. You know, that was why the two people that I, I've got play testing for me, I mean, one of them, I had a feeling he had a wild West setup, and he sent me a picture. He's like, you know, yeah, I checked it. And I was like, yeah, that, that is, mm-hmm. bu- it was a beautiful setup. And then the other one, I absolutely know. I mean, you, would um, I'm not going to spill the beans but you've you've seen his setup at Huzzah doing the oh. Wild West stuff a few times and he's okay. you know a big Dracula's America fan and these other mm-hmm. some of these other games and so he's play testing for me too so uh um,
0: Very cool. Yeah,
1: you know, so we've got we're we're really we've learned we learned a lot with Devil in the Wilderness and we're hoping to to do it better once again and then we'll we'll do it even we'll do devil in the wilderness even better yeah it's not going away i tell people this is my passion project it's not like i'm in it for the quick buck to turn a kickstarter and make you know a hundred grand and then walk away (laughs) which is like some of these guys that you see (laughs) happening
0: you know they they
1: have this they pop this kickstarter and then you never see them They, they sell the game people buy the game and there's no there's no they're not active yeah and I think that's why the, the 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 Frost Graves of the world survive so well because Joe McCulloch is just he's all over. I mean, he's very active and he's he's a friendly guy. And you know, that's you got to be that way. You got to be active in the community if you're gonna if if you're gonna move games. True. And you know, I mean, I believe in the system. I believe in the game. I think that you know everybody that's played it has fun. And you know, that's the end of the day. That's what I want to see is people having fun. Yeah. I mean, I had I had a family playing this past weekend that had never played a miniatures game before. They were board gamers, and they came wow. up and were like, "Oh, what's this?" And I said, "Well, and it was it was I I had a lull. It was it was late afternoon, and I said, "Well, have a seat. Let's mm-hmm. play." And I they had a good time, and they weren't going to buy in. And I knew that going in. I mean, they're not. It would be a major. Yeah, it's a lot of work when you think think about it. If if you didn't have anything or you didn't have a concept of how to build this, you know everybody that bought into the game at least had a concept of what they were, you know, how to build or how to do what they needed to do, or they were going to proxy like, you know, I'm one guy that they're big Warhammer players and they were going to proxy a lot of their Warhammer stuff. Well, I mean, I don't care what you call a church, a church, a church. I don't care what the church, if it's got a bunch of skulls on it, whatever that's, it's your board. It's your gig. You do you. you Yeah. And that's how I always am. I mean, if you want to use witch hunters from, from Mordheim for, you know, have at it, have absolutely do it to it. Not my preference, you know, and I mean, my board, I'm a stickler for, you know, I want, even though it's a, it's a witch hunt game, I'm a stickler for historical accuracy. I want my militia to look right, but that's Mm -hmm. on me for my board. I don't care if you want to put Bozo the clown and Mickey mouse out there for your militia. I mean, that's your gig. That's what you want to do more power to you have you know have at it have fun that's what it comes down to as long as you're having fun we're all good so yeah nope
0: i I think that's a very nice way to be it's a very inclusive way to handle it
1: absolutely i mean it's i'm trying to keep it affordable too i mean i had more than one person at a lot of things they'll say to me you know that's that's not bad price for a game you know it's Mm -hmm. like and and devil and san miguel we're actually going to have a starter set that's going to have everything you need just add terrain oh wow include it's going to have all the miniatures you're going to need for the game done and done it's going to have i mean for the core game
0: and then we'll have
1: expansions so you can buy other gangs we'll have a bunch of different you know gangs and posses that you can buy and things like that over time i mean we're not going to release everything at once because we're just not going to be ready for that but
0: Well, and even if you were, you don't want to do that. You always want something new. Yeah,
1: you want to just, we want to definitely have a release schedule and we've got to be a little bit more organized about that. That's one of the things, you know, so I'm trying to right now, the reason that we didn't release it, we probably could have released it. We probably could have released the game around now, but I Mm -hmm. took my time and I'm waiting for the sculptor to get ahead of way ahead of me so that that way. I've got releases in the queue, and I'm not pressuring her to get stuff done because I'm ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. So I got six months ahead. So it's like, all right, you get six months, and before I'm, and even if in six months, let's say I have nothing months, month. If I did one a month, which I'm not going to do, I think that's a little bit too aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, if in six months or a year I didn't have anything, well, if I've been releasing every couple of months, okay, so we skip them. we skip one of the cycles, and and just go to the next cycle. And it's not the end of the world. So I mean. Um, but the core game is going to have everything you need to play, just add terrain. And there's not going to be any requirements for terrain. The way that we've designed this new system, we're going to have terrain markers that are going to be, that are going to look like terrain. They're not going to be chits. We're getting away from the chits that we used in devil in the wilderness. And we're going to have terrain markers that are 3d terrain, tiny little piece, you know, like, like barrels, but they're Mm -hmm. barrels with a box with a number embossed on the box kind of a thing cool and you can put those in any whatever your terrain is okay just okay so you want that building to be location one well put that put that terrain marker in the building and it just looks like a box you know once you paint it up it's just going to look like a, a crate mm-hmm. and terrain in terrain and in a build in that building that's it's going to have a one on it and that's your location one for searching for triggering events for different things so you're going to like that whatever you're what so if you want to if you want to do a thing in a in a valley with a bunch of rocks and just put like a a, a crate and a barrel behind a behind a set of rocks that's your location one mm-hmm. that's your location two over here and it's going to be a lot more random the 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 core set is going to be for the locations it's going to be a lot more generic yeah. the the one downfall that we had with with devil in the wilderness is that the locations were very specific mm. matt the mather house the hawthorne house that you know what i mean so it was you kind of had to have houses to to be able to and, and it really you wanted it to you needed different houses is what you really need yeah so it was this is just going to be i don't care what you have for terrain that way it allows you to have whatever scenario you want you want to train okay so take one of these boxes and put it on the train and that's your that's location three you know, and it makes it a little bit less named because we're using like location one, location two, location three. Mm-hmm. But for the core set to get the mechanics down, to understand the game, to decide that you like this game. Yeah, you can. You're all in. All you need is terrain and you, you can use whatever terrain you got.
0: So you said you planning to uh, unveil all, everything at Total Con. What are some of the products you're actually intending to have or hoping to have available? We're going to
1: have the we'll have the core set done for sure. We've got one gang that's going to be done that is, so as you know, we do a lot of stuff with the compound live stream. And so we've created, we've created a special set based on the three key players with the live stream. Oh, cool. And they're going to have their own deck of cards. And the plan is all of the profits from Mm -hmm. those, from those gangs are going to go to whatever their charity at the time. I, oh, I think that's right really now nice. it's end up the cancer. It might be extra life. Whatever the one is, mm-hmm. they they typically kind of ro- they rotate around to do different things. And but they have a big charity stream in August that they do. They do a twenty four hour stream. Yeah, and you know they're loopy in twenty four hours. And <laughs> I I did about ten hours of it, and I was because I knew I had to drive home. I wasn't staying down there, so I we did about ten hours, and it was it was a lot of fun, but um so we're going to have that gang i don't know what other gangs i mean i've got enough miniatures i probably have enough miniatures to do releases to do a couple of gang. really we'll probably have two or three gangs available okay and then the other thing that we're going to do is we're working on another special thing where we're going to have some giveaways going on at Total Kong oh
0: so very we're nice. gonna,
1: we're going to do some we when we're, we're working out the details on that i'm not going to give out too much information because we're still trying to figure that out but we're going to mm-hmm. have um so, yeah, come on down, get a demo and, you know, get some cool stuff. That's that's for sure. So we'll have we'll have two or three gangs in the core set for, for Total Con. And, and, and so
0: what what will be in the core set? I know you said core core set everything is be, to get started. It's going to
1: but... be it's going to be there'll be 12 different cowboys. OK, that'll be witches and witch hunters because this is still we're still keeping the devil in the wilderness.
0: Mm-hmm. This is
1: basically going to be the descendants of Burrows and Mather. Okay. This is their. This is their. This is their descendants that have been feuding for 200 years. They've moved west. They moved to San Miguel County. Mm-hmm. Under San Miguel County is the Enkanian, which are the in Lovecraft lore are those those alien beings that that live below San Miguel mm-hmm. County. So now we're introducing Cthulhu and ghouls and the elements from from Lovecraft. So we're introducing a Lovecraft element to this whole thing. So now we've got witches, witchcraft, witch witches, witch hunters. And and there's a lot of southwestern witch witchcraft lore in the mm. Wild West. Believe it or not, I've done I did a bunch of research because I like to wrap all of my crazy stories around some sort of basis of history and some sort of basis of folklore. Mm-hmm. So we're keeping to that whole theme, and we're gonna um, and so basically we're gonna have so you'll you'll get you're gonna have twelve total twelve total miniatures okay. for the for the for the, the cowboys, and then you'll have a bunch of monsters. Mm -hmm. I'm off the top of my head. I'm not sure how many. I I, I forget how many we ended up with. Yeah. But it's going to be a bunch of monsters, including, um, including the probably the horror because Cthulhu is just too bloody big to fit in the box. Yeah. So I ran into. I'm like, I can't just justify a massive, it would be ridiculous. I'd end up with a massive box and it would look ridiculous <laughs> when you pop it open. Okay. Yeah. It fits the Cthulhu, but then I got this massive open space. It just doesn't visually, it just doesn't work for me. So we're going to, we'll sell Cthulhu separately if people want Cthulhu in the game. And yes, I realized Cthulhu is a water beast, but there is some, some That's stories okay. basing him on the land as like a, or I could just make him a star spawn too um, which, you know, it's basically the, the spawn of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, there's, there's, there's ways I can go with that, but, it, but the horror is going to, which we've already got sculpted. The horror is already done. Um, if you go onto our Facebook page, you, you can see a picture of the horror.
0: Nice. Um,
1: and then there'll be ghouls. there will be, um, we've got some, obviously we'll have zombies cause we've just always, we've, we've always had undead and we'll continue to have the undead in this. Um, some dagons. I think we're gonna end up with some oh, so the third faction, which I, I I will be releasing at, there's another faction slash gang that we'll be releasing at TotalCon, and that's the cultist. So we'll have oh, cultists okay. as well. Um, and that's because one of the guys that's played the guy that's actually playtesting Friday night, he's a big he's a big fan of of the cultists and the Lovecraft lore. So I was like, all right, well, we'll, we'll we're, we're planning on it anyway, so I'm going to get that out as soon as I possibly can. I'm not putting it in the core set because it's just mm-hmm. too difficult to have a third faction in the core set. You I'm really making that. the core set a... The core set is really going to be a two-player game, mm-hmm. and then there'll be the ability to add other players, but you have to add gangs because you're going to have... There's a concept of, the, of a gang and a posse. Okay. So your gang is what's on the board. Mm-hmm. Your posse is your reserve force.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: So now your reserve force is only going to come on the board when your opponent triggers it. Mm -hmm. But that controls because now you're going to be as opposed to devil in the wilderness. Now you're actually going to be list building and deck building because you have to you got to build your list ahead of time and build and and take your deck and build your deck out to what you want for your characters. So, I mean, the core deck is going to pretty much be the core game. There's not going to be much building for the deck because it's Mm -hmm. going to you're only getting really the number of cards that's going to handle the three miniatures on each side for the on board. You're going to have three miniatures on each side on board and then three miniatures off board for each side. So you're going to end up each side will have a total of six miniatures, but the three minis that are off board will only come on when your opponent triggers them to come on. And then you have to decide when he triggers, when he triggers an event, that's going to bring your posse on, you have to decide how many you want to come on because you're trying to, it's, it's zone control. You're trying to get control of different zones. So do you put them all on there? And then the next time he triggers over here, mm-hmm. you're basically, it's an auto give you're giving him that zone because you have no posse. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a, you have to decide how many you're going to, when he triggers the event. All right. So how many posse are coming on there? Only, you know, you can go, yeah, I'll take these two and put those on over there. And, you know, so that's sort of how it how it's all going to work. It's Mm -hmm. it's a it's a little bit different game from the way Devil in the Wilderness was. And then there's also going to be a a hunting faction factor to it as well, because we're going to have there will be hidden characters for objective points in all those locations or not all of them, but there'll be some of the locations will have a character that that has a bounty on his head that you have to capture. And so it's, there's a lot going on with the game, but it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think so.
0: That's Um, pretty neat.
1: Yeah. There's a, it's going to be different. It's going to be a very, it's, it's, it's holding to my people play the game that, that are, that are avid gamers and they're like, what did I just play? Was it a board game? Was it an (laughs) RPG? Was it a miniatures game? I'm not sure what just happened, but it was fun. (laughs) And then they either buy or they, you know, it's sort of a game they, 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 they either, well, I've had some people that didn't buy into it and then a week later ordered it online.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So, you know, I think some people, I mean, there could have been multitude of that, you know, it might've just been, they'd already spent all their money by the time they got to me. Mm -hmm. we all know how that goes you know you you budgeted a hundred dollars or whatever for the con and you've already blown it and you go (laughs) oh i have no money left you know so i mean i but you know i i I we've got i think we have a respectable following at this point i mean it's not it's not huge but we're getting there considering we started in a pandemic i i don't have any
0: i think you've done very well well thank you i really do yeah that's awesome so you got some cool stuff coming up You'd be yeah. supporting your games for a while, coming to some events. You got a lot yep. going on.
1: Yeah, we do. We're we're busy. Um, hope to see more of you. It's I the, hope so
0: too. Now that pandemic you know? is, I hope, winding down. I mean, it's I a, think
1: it's a bad flu. You know, I I don't be. see, I don't see it. I mean, I, I had it. I had it right after, right after, um, the flea market, actually. Oh yes, yes. Like the yes. Wednesday after the flea market, and I didn't even know it. I thought it was like a head cold Mm -hmm. and because I work in healthcare, I had to take a test before I went back to the office and it was literally one of those no kidding moments. I'm like, (laughs) well, really? Okay. I guess, I guess, you know, I'm working from home for the next five days, whatever. But I mean, I felt perfectly fine. I was just, it was like a head cold. I'm not, you know, I'm 50 years old. I've worked through plenty of head colds, you know, so the Mm -hmm. head colds don't even slow me down, you know. So I was just like, whatever, just keep going. But I couldn't go in because I had the, it was like, it was like a bad pregnancy test or something. It was like, (laughs) oh, pink lime. (laughs) That wasn't supposed to be there. (laughs) You know, so.
0: No, I'm glad it was very mild for you. Uh,
1: yeah, it really was, and we actually, it ran through the family, and none of us, even my wife, who you know, she's got with some of the meds that she's got, you know, um, a little bit more sketchy, and and it was she didn't even it didn't slow her down either. So we we either got a mild strain or it just doesn't affect us like it affects some people. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, so I'm immune compromised, and when I had it, uh, it was it was bad. It was really, really bad and i would not wish it on anyone um, but yeah. i also know that i'm kind of an outlier because i am immune compromised yeah. so like a regular cold hits me and
1: i'm down for the count for quite a while i mean to be honest with you the vaccine was worse than the was worse than covid for me yeah, the vaccine I, was bad for me too the okay. vaccine when i got when i got vaccinated i was the next i i got it vaccinated on like a friday night and that saturday all I wanted to do is sit in bed and watch tea. And that's not me. That's not how yeah. I roll. And all I, I didn't want to get out of bed. I'm like, Nope, just kind of sitting there. And I'm like, click, we're <laughs> going to watch TV for the day. You know And I was? Just, and so yeah, the vaccine was worse for me than, than the actual, than, than COVID. So it's I mean, yeah.
0: It's but, interesting how everyone has different kind of reactions to it with yeah, how they get it. It really stuff. is. I, so like when I had the vaccine, my whole body felt like it was on fire, like in my nerves and everything. it was, just, yeah, I
1: didn't get that. I was just, was awful. I just was like, I didn't want to, I, I was, I felt like, like day two of a flu. Like you just mm-hmm. beat tired. And I'm like, I don't want to even get up. And yeah. because I knew it was a Saturday, I didn't have to get up necessarily. Although, you know, it would have been good to get stuff done around the house or whatever, but True. I didn't have to get up to go to work or, or hop on the computer to do work stuff or whatever. I could just sit mm-hmm. there and watch T. So that's what I did. But I felt like it was far worse than, than when I had, when I actually had COVID, I I was kind of like, well, what did I get vaccinated for? (laughs) It was the vaccine was worse than the actual, it was just like, well, what am I doing?
0: Yeah. I've heard other people have a similar experience to what you had.
1: Yeah. It's like, all right, whatever, you know, so it is what it is. Here we are. Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that it's, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next and actually getting back to regular convention, hopefully getting things back to normal and seeing people again. And me too, you know, it's, it's been a long go the last 2020 was rough. 2021 wasn't much better. True. And then I had a lot of other things going on in 2022 work-wise that just made 2022, a not a, not a fun year. So it's been a, it's been a long year where my boss and I are looking forward to 2023. We're like, it's got to get better. You know, I hope so. Yeah. So I hope it just
0: improves for everyone.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the the gaming stuff keep me going, you know, and creating this stuff keep me going.
0: Yeah. No, it's a good thing. And it's good for you.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And we're having a good time with it.
0: That's awesome. That's what matters. So if people want to keep up to date with you, and I'm sure they do, what are some of the best ways for them to stay current with all the things that you're doing?
1: Uh, Facebook and Instagram at this point. Um, those are the two main we are toying with um revamping well my YouTube channel was for my old gaming that I had come up with that was just a personal gaming page. We're mm-hmm. toying with doing doing something with YouTube, but we haven't gotten that far yet. And I don't want to just I don't want to just start a channel until I'm ready for it, until I've got some content. Again, it's that whole I don't want to be scrambling. It's the same kind of thing with everything else. I don't want to be scrambling yeah. to get content. I want to have a backlog of content so that if I have a week where I just don't feel like producing anything, I can just pull something out of my out of my folder and go. Well, this is a good one to put up this week and put it up, you know. And and but I got to build that. I'm trying to build that library so that I'm ahead of the game, so I don't have to. Mm -hmm. And if you just keep adding to the library, so you're always ahead of the game. If you have a week that you don't feel like doing something, still keep consistent because consistency is all. You know, it's even like I'm trying to post almost every day on facebook and instagram and sometimes it's like what am i gonna post it's hard you know, it's it is it's it's very hard i mean around conventions and around game days and things it's a little easier because i can i'll take like a boatload of photos and i can kind of mm-hmm. i can kind of you know mooch off that for a bro for a, that's, that's that's worth about three or four days so you know i can yep. get three or four days out of that but then it, it starts to slow down and you're like oh, I got to get to painting something or I got to go, you know, and it's just, it starts to become a job and it's like, I don't want to paint stuff. And then you sit there going, wait a minute, this is my hobby. What do you mean? I don't want to paint stuff (laughs) because you just feel like, oh, I got to get this done so I can get it up on the, on the site or up on the page or, yeah, but yeah, yeah, Instagram and Facebook are the most common. And we have, we have both our Bloody Scotsman Games Facebook page. We've got a Bloody Scotsman um, Instagram. And then we also have, Um, a devil in the wilderness, uh, Facebook group. And -hmm. then we just started a devil in San Miguel Facebook group that, um, I haven't widespread advertised that not because it's anything secret. I just, I like there to be a decent amount of content before I just blast it to the world. So I've, I've put it out there to a bunch of people. I think you're on it. I think so. I hope so. I think so. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've kept it. I start, when I first started, it was just literally a half dozen of us that I knew that I had already been talking to about this. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like, um, you know, it was just to kind of get some ideas out there and hashed out and things, but. Yeah, that's, that's really the, the the two main. And then obviously we have buddyscotsmangames.com and devilinthewilderness.com will get you to our websites, um, which devilinthewilderness.com pretty much just redirects you to a devil in the wilderness page on buddyscotsmangames.com. So
0: um, no TikTok or what's that other one? Bumble
1: or whatever it is?
0: TikTok, no.
1: Um, You're not going to do
0: any dances with you and the minis or have the minis dance for you? No.
1: Um, Extreme I challenges? Actually, I can't. I wouldn't be able to connect with my home VPN to my office if I had TikTok on any device in this house.
0: Oh, because it's a Chinese company, right?
1: There's security issues that and, and there's been enough warnings that have been issued that we've decided that it's not an application that we can have. Mm-hmm. So, my work from home days would be over and I kind of like my work from home days, so. No, you need work from home days. You know, it's it's really well, I never had those before, but when the pandemic hit, you know, I mean, I I'm two two on three off, or 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 it's like so. It's one week I'm in two days, and I'm off three. I'm not off, but I'm working from home three, and then the next week. Mm -hmm. So it's I like having that you know two to three days a week working from home thing. So yeah, I wish I could do that. Yeah,
0: I did it during uh, like the height of pandemic, and then uh, it got taken away.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean that was the original plan, but we've grown. You know, obviously, when we're, I'm in the mental health industry, and and obvious mm-hmm. mental health is is really yeah has, has ballooned, and so is our staff. Mm-hmm. And now we don't have the space to bring back the number of staff that we have into the building all at one time. Mm-hmm. So because we can do, we can we're able to do a lot of the um clinical stuff and a lot, you know, like therapy sessions and whatnot through teams and what have you. Yeah, there's, there's no reason for our clinicians to be in the office every day because they can do a team session with their client from their house. Yeah. As long as they follow certain protocols, then, then it's all good. And they're going to follow the protocols because they're digging, being able to be home too, you know? So it works no, out course. for everybody. You know? I mean,
0: I, I've i been open about my own mental health journey. And so like I've had some of that too, where I'll have like a Zoom call or whatever with someone and just yeah. so they're at home and I get to see what's in their office, whatever. And It's weird, but interesting. Yeah, no.
1: And so, I mean, it's been, it's been a good thing for, I mean, you know, we, we've all just adjusted to it and it is what it is. And, and I'm on a two and three schedule because we've got to, because, you know, uh, it's, I'm in it. So we Mm -hmm. have to have so many people in the building in case something happens and we have to be, but I mean, so we've got to have somebody on site that, that can, that can manage the network if they need to and whatnot. So, um, So it makes sense. We have a rotating schedule amongst us. So um, we try to have two people in the building at all times. So at least so.
0: no, And I mean, like I'm in public sector, so they expect us all to be there because we're in the public
1: sector. And yeah, I mean, I can't
0: really complain. I have, I shouldn't say this, but I have a gigantic office and I've filled it with toys and Lego and stuff. And Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I ended up, I ended up with, my boss's office oh nice so i got big windows and everything else and yeah i get nice uh, windows too and he and i just basically share that office Mm -hmm. so it's kind of nice and and by share we're never in the same days
0: Mm -hmm. so we
1: (laughs) so we work an opposite schedule as far as what days we're in the office so i mean i have this nice big office with a conference table and everything else in it and so nice you know it's it's it is it's really nice so um so i mean it's all worked out and i mean i i like what i'm doing i like where i am so you know Mm -hmm. it's it's and i get vacation time is just phenomenal so for conventions and stuff i don't feel like i'm cutting into the family vacation time yeah where if i was working a job i mean i worked another job for 10 years and i never had more than two weeks vacation a year so it was so if if i was doing the conventions like i'm doing now I'd Mm -hmm. feel like, well, geez, I'm taking like a week and a half of my, of my vacation time doing these conventions and it doesn't leave it much for family vacation time, Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, now I'm just like, Oh, I got to take vacation time before I stop losing it. Let me take a week here. Yeah. You know, it's kind of nice. So it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's definitely got its advantages. So I'm not, I'm not unhappy at all. So it's as far as that goes. uh, No,
0: I hear you. I mean, I get four weeks vacation and, Eventually I'll get my fifth week, but like
1: I'm, so our, our agency was six weeks out of the game.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Now you cap at six weeks, you, you accrue it every Mm -hmm. week and you cap at six. You can't. So once you hit that six week mark, you don't, you don't get any more. Okay. So you got to, you got to keep spending. So what that does is encourage you to not bank it, to encourage you to spend Mm -hmm. a certain point. I like to keep like two weeks on the books. No, at least four mm-hmm. is better. Right now I'm I'm pushing, I'm almost pushing six. That's why I'm taking a week at Thanksgiving because okay. I can, <laughs> you know, it's like, so it's, it's really good. I mean, I, I, I can't complain, but it's like six That's weeks awesome. a year. So it's, it's really, yeah, I've never had that. I didn't know what to do with it. The first year I realized I was like, I don't even know what to do with all this time. <laughs> you know it's like how do i uh you know you, you just feel like you can't take it off or you just you know you you feel guilty because you've never had more than two weeks off you're going yeah you get all this oh time oh my gosh what do i do with it all
0: yeah when i started at my place everyone started with four weeks vacation but you couldn't use it for like the first certain amount of time so your second year there you would end up with six weeks of vacation is how they worked it out and then you would go back down to whatever your normal was and then eventually through contract negotiations and stuff we ended up giving away that so that new people would start at two weeks or like one week or whatever and they work their way up to whatever but everyone who's been there long enough just was grandfathered in within four weeks and so you can go up to five weeks if you're there long enough but we can't carry it over um the most we can actually we can carry one week over but we have to use it by a certain amount of time uh but so you have to use it every fiscal year
1: yeah. Uh, see, they don't, they, and I think that's the reason that they don't do it because otherwise everybody would be taking, would be trying to take that last. So basically what it is, is you start accruing the day that you start your job Ah, uh, okay. and you're getting X amount of hours, every pay period. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps going and it never stops. <laughs> but awful. when you hit six weeks. It stops accruing. The, the clock stops. So you're just sitting there at six weeks, even though you might be accruing a, a crewing X amount of hours a week, it's not adding to your pool until yeah, you, you don't get, get below yet. six weeks. So I mean, so what it's saying is, is spend that, you know, but if you spend, so I mean, like for instance, I took two weeks off this summer, just mm-hmm. before that two weeks, I was at like 5.97 weeks. Oh my goodness. I took two weeks off. So it dropped me to four weeks. So I just, <laughs> so then I, I just kept accruing.
0: That's a smart you know what way I mean? to do so, it
1: that's how that's how a lot of I and mean, so that's how they they work it is you know it doesn't it, there's no rollover there's no oh we got worry about rolling over or you got to worry about spending all your time now because they just don't want to deal with i mean it, it just makes it accounting wise i think for everybody it just makes it so that's what we're
0: it, it seems better unfortunately i'm in government and i'll leave it there
1: there you go uh, but
0: it, it works out well for you with all the stuff you do with bloody Scotsman games so you can have time to do Absolutely. all this stuff
1: no it's it, it has and that's been huge and you know i mean it's it's made a difference and it's made it so that i can i can build this build this this gaming business and see what happens that's awesome
0: yeah well, I suggest everyone check you out on all the things as Bloody Scotsman games and be sure to come to Total Con in twenty twenty three so they can get some Devil in San Miguel. Uh yeah. Everyone can of course follow us here, WarGaming Recon. We're on all the things as Wargaming Recon. So whether you Are you doing TikTok? Uh no, that that doesn't count.
1: I, I'm, I'm talking not, about me dancing. I, come on, let's get on. Let's let's dance party.
0: I'm too old for the TikTok. I I call it the TikTok.
1: The TikTok. It's like the that, Google. The Google.
0: It's on the interwebs. Yeah, I'm, yeah. The interwebs. That's not my exactly. demographic anymore. I'm yeah. I'm way too old for that. <laughs> Although if enough people really wanted us on TikTok, there was enough people there that wanted it. We would go to it. I don't know what we'd put on it.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. So I mean, it's all about content too. It's like you yeah. can only produce so much content, or, and and you're regurgitating the same. I guess you're regurgitated the same everywhere anyway. I mean, I I do that like Instagram. I, I post to Instagram and it auto auto posts to Facebook. So in Twitter too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really done much with Twitter. It just seems like kind of chaotic, and I'm not sure how to. I'm not sure how to capitalize on Twitter. I haven't quite figured it out, but.
0: I get mad at the character limitation on it. Yeah. Uh, but I know there's a, a, especially over in the UK, there's a lot of tabletop uh, historical gamers who use it. Really? And so, like, they just kind of follow one another, and there's a lot of great conversations that happen that way. Uh, you know, what is it, 280 huh. characters at a time now? If you got upped, otherwise it's 140 unless Elon Musk decides to change it or
1: something I don't know well now what is it he's is he is he talking about making it to get your verified profile you're gonna have to pay 20 bucks a month or something
0: oh is it 20 now because I know he's talking about eight at one point and oh no
1: it's 1995 is the last I heard I mean that's that's a commitment I that mean I a guess commitment. if you're a, if you're an influencer that's making you know a hundred grand a year what's 20 bucks a month that's not it's even a, you know for them for somebody like that it makes it or from a you know a, a star or somebody yeah. that's, you know, a movie star or whatever, I guess it makes, I mean, he's cashing in on those people. He's not cashing in on the you and I, because I'm going to sit there and go, I'm not paying you $20 a month for a blue check box. I don't really care.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't do the 20 for that. No. So, it's just, there's no value there for me for that.
1: No. no. I mean, is somebody really going to spoof us? Are they really going to, you know, they really going to steal my identity and spoof me. I mean, you, oh yeah. You, you want my, you want my 200 followers? have at it <laughs> you can have them you know it's like uh, i i i'm not seeing the
0: you yeah. saying that makes me wonder how many do i have on twitter uh i should know this because that kind of things are sort of stuff that i'm supposed to know uh i i know the facebook one better oh 394 wow that's more go. than i thought <laughs> i don't know what that says about me that that's more than i thought I mean, I don't know about you, but I put most of the attention on the Facebook. Yeah. That's where my demographic is. Although, yeah,
1: that's the thing. It's an older dem. You know, it's funny because I've had a few people say that, that that's, you know, Facebook's for old people. (laughs) It is. (sighs) But yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm starting to capture some of the younger crowd with Devil in the Wilderness because it's sort of a witchy type of a fantasy game, but. I just don't know how to capitalize on those demographics on, on I mean I'm not going to do TikTok. I just don't have the even if I even if I decided to just use like my personal phone and not ha- connect it to my home network and do something like that. I I don't know what I I don't know what I'd put on it. I don't know what I'd do.
0: I think you need to have uh will spearhead that.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's just what I need.
0: Make the boy do something. Yeah. When he's waiting for the things to 3D print, he can
1: do a TikTok yeah. thing. Yeah. Now he's doing homework. That's the beauty of it.
0: Oh, homework is that's way better.
1: So, I mean, he's well. I mean, it's worked out because normally, you know, a lot of kids are they're going to get a job at McDonald's, and now he can make this money doing this, and he can come upstairs and do his homework while the printers are running, and then go back down and unload the printers. And that's awesome. Know, and, and yeah, it's better than working fast food or something.
0: True. Very true. Well. Dave, thank you so much for being here with us today. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Love having the conversation. Love having yeah. you here. So yes. I, I'm just going to say, I hope everyone checks you out, buys lots of wonderful imps. Let's get a long uh, <laughs> queue going for the imps. Great. Thanks. You're awesome. welcome. I just, <laughs> I want you to get lots of money from this stuff. Hey, yeah, no, it's all good. It's and- all,
1: it's all good. And it's a cool sculpt. It is actually a really cool sculpt. I just never thought I would sell. I figured that I had that inventory forever. You know?
0: (laughs) Well, you know I'm going to have to buy some the next time I see you.
1: Absolutely.
0: Just Just because. Why not? Just because. Just do it. That's awesome. Well, thank you everyone for taking the time to listen to this episode of Wargaming Recon. And I want to remind you all to check out all the things. Be sure next year to go to the uh, tabletop, New England Tabletop Wargaming flea Market, ArmorCon 2023. Check out all the cool things that Bloody Scottsman is doing and all the stuff. And you guys know the drill. No matter how busy you are, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how much time you're thinking, hmm, can we make Dave fit a gigantic Cthulhu into a core starter? Or should we just buy one separately? You know that you gotta, you need to, you have to keep on gaming. Are you always on the go? Why not take Wargaming Recon with you? If you use an app like Pocket Casts, you can listen to your favorite episodes of Wargaming Recon on your mobile device. This recording is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share alike license. Many thanks to Andrew and Court for inspiring the show's name. Wargaming Recon is dedicated to the memory of longtime listener Andrew. I ask all listeners to join me in a moment of silence in memory of Andrew.